Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of my podcast. Uh, we have a special guest today joining all the way from United States. We have Mr. Jed Brewer joining the podcast. Hi Jed. Hi, sure. Thanks so much for me. It's great to be here. <laughs> yeah, nice to talk to you finally. Uh I, I mean, I, we've been connected for some time in Facebook, but uh it took some time to do this podcast <laughs> absolutely man absolutely it's great to connect yeah so jed how's how's everything going there so so where are you based now you're in chicago or miami so i grew up in miami but i live now in chicago and uh right now it is freezing cold everything is covered in snow and ice and it is very very cold here <laughs> so how's the situation with the with the pandemic thanks for asking man um it's slowly beginning to get better um you know our the numbers in the united states are getting a little bit better the numbers in chicago are getting a little bit better um in- You know, hopefully vaccines are, are on the way, but uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. How about for you? Uh, so we've been in a lockdown for like nine months now. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I think it's more than that, actually. Uh, but uh, things are actually slowly opening up. Uh, I think people uh, okay. seems to be... Uh, I think now people are seems to be just you know putting the mask and they're trying to go go by their life so because I think they have been quite tired with you know just staying at home and not able to do anything so I think it's 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 looks positive especially sure. with the vaccine and stuff so uh, okay. I think things will get better Okay okay well, I'm glad to hear that Yeah <clears throat> so Jed we uh how I got to know you is actually from the band from Sri Lanka Silence of Loud so when I talked to them and then that's how I got to know you and then sure. connected so how did you uh manage to get connected with them what's the story behind it because I see that you do a lot of things with with them sure sure well this is for all the stories that exist of the internet making the world a worse place Um, the, for me, there have been a couple of key moments where the internet has made at least my world much, much better. And so I would say a couple of years ago through, I don't even remember which one now, but some online, uh, Facebook music group, I saw a post from Ashen, Ashen Sandaru, who's the vocalist for Silence of Loud. Mm. And he, I think was doing a cover of Stairway to Heaven. And I was just kind of flipping through my phone and um, I saw a video and I uh, took a second to listen. I was like, man, this guy's really good. He can really sing. He's got a lot of talent. And so, you know, um, uh, I got to know Ashton really off of that video. And then uh, actually both Ashton and the guys in Silence of Loud uh, have done a bunch of favors for me. Uh, basically, I, I do some radio content where I regularly need new music and, and they've been willing to kind of put together some music for me. So that's how I know them. But man, they're they're great dudes. They're talented guys. They're a killer band. Right. And uh, <clears throat> I had them on my podcast uh, some time back. So uh, 
one thing that really special for me from the band is the the song that they put out pain and scream um uh, yeah. because it was written uh as a tribute to what happened in 2019 april 2019 in sri lanka actually yeah. that church is that church where that bombs blew up uh, is actually where i'm from that's my really yeah that's my village so that's and my mom was actually there during that bomb blast so oh my goodness <clears throat> is she okay yeah yeah she's okay she was outside okay so okay okay when i listen to that song it it really because uh, as foreigners you know as uh, staying outside of the country we we couldn't sleep for that whole like couple of weeks we were we couldn't even uh, we didn't know what to do with what happened because it was so terrible right so yeah yeah i don't know how people can actually do such evil things right you know it's it's a messed up world man it's a messed up world and and um it's i think you know one of the great things about the arts is it's a chance to say something redemptive um in in the face of so much you know hate and so much suffering and so much bad stuff and i i think you know part of what makes that song so special is that's what the the guys in silence of loud did is to to use art to say something beautiful in the face of something really rough and really terrible mm yeah <clears throat> so uh jed I, i mean looking through your <laughs> online you know through facebook youtube i see you like everywhere like you you do recording <laughs> you do producing you write songs you sing songs and uh you do podcasts radio shows where do you get this energy to do all this and and when do you actually have time to do all these things <laughs> well you know um i i of course i owe straight black tea is part of the secret just you know <laughs> brewed black tea um but um i'm really blessed you know i'm 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 fortunate to have um a number of people that i really like working with and that um it's it's cool to be able to to do team ups with whether that's musical stuff or or podcast stuff and um you know um one of the things for for me very very early on in, in media creation is i had a couple of jobs where um they required really fast turnaround times uh, people needed stuff and they needed it like you know like right now and so i i got in the motion of working really really fast and um that that trick has served me well ever since right <clears throat> so jed uh, i'm quite interested about you know what sort of influences you had so can you tell me a little bit about your childhood growing up and then what's your like earliest memory of music sure absolutely i was thinking about this earlier and um this is a little bit silly but um my the earliest recording that i remember and i remember being obsessed with it is the band survivor the song eye of the tiger right um I have no idea how I had this but when I was about 4 years old I had a a cassette copy of that song and I I remember just putting it in a little you know tape player and just playing it over and over and over again uh so that's that's my earliest memory is I the tiger but then um when I was 
eight or nine years old, kind of my, my older brothers got me into uh, hip hop. And so this would be groups like Run DMC. It was kind of that era. And then um, those same older brothers got me into uh, kind of some of the West Coast uh, early heavy metal bands like Skid Row and Warren and Poison and that kind of stuff. Mm. And then as I got to be you know, a little bit older, I had friends that got me more into the thrash metal scene. Um, you know, so bands would be more in the Metallica, Megadeth, you know, that kind of direction. Um, and then uh, from from there, I kind of branched. I, I I got super into industrial music, so that would be bands like Nine Inch Nails, KMFDM, mm. that kind of thing. Right. Um, but the, the other influence that kind of marries with all that is um, I grew up, my, my dad is um, a, a guitar player and a singer. So I grew up listening to folk music all the time at home, you know, uh, like James Taylor and John Denver and that kind of stuff. So right. those, those are kind of my influences, man. Right. So, um, <clears throat> so when did you like first, uh, first f- perform or did some public uh, performances? When was this? You know, that's a good question. So I, um, my, my primary instrument, my first instrument is the drums. And I think I started playing uh, in bands when I was maybe 14, probably something like that. So there was a, a very vibrant music scene in Miami at that time. And so there, there were a lot of bands to play in and a lot of bands that needed a drummer, even as one as not great as me. Uh, so there were opportunities. So probably, I would say probably about 13 or 14. Right. So uh, growing up in Miami, you were not uh, influenced by the death metal scene that happened in Florida. and <laughs> Oh, definitely, definitely influenced by the death metal scene, man. Uh, uh, in, in fact, I'm really, really blessed to this day to have some really uh, dear friends and close collaborators that are a part of that. Um, my friend Phil Pluscota, who runs Sonic Assault Studios, is um, a huge pillar in that community today. Uh, he has probably the best amp collection of anyone I've ever met in my life. And uh, critically, he has the ears to dial all those amps in. So if you're listening right now to the Chana 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 podcast, and you're in a band and you're like, how do I get a sick tone? Well, you turn to my man, Phil Pluscota, because he will hook you up. He's got the skills and he's got the tools. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I talked to a couple of bands from uh, there as well, like bands like Agora and then guys from Scenic. So, they're, I mean, it's an amazing scene, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, the, the wild thing about Miami is if you go back in time like 20 years, you've got an, an, an incredible metal scene. You've got artists like, um, well, you've got industrial artists that are emerging. You've got a huge electronic music scene. You know, I mean, a lot of the Miami house stuff you've got going on. Right. Um, then obviously you've got um, uh, Afro-Latin jazz, you've got reggae, you've got dub. I mean, Miami, um, you know, is just an incredible melting pot for music. It's it's unbelievable. Right. <clears throat> so, Jed, how did you get interested on um, making your own music or, 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 or uh, getting involved with producing, mixing, recording? How, how did that happen? Well, uh, when I was in high school, I had a, a bunch of friends who were a little bit older than me who, who played in bands and whatnot. And I had a couple friends who worked at recording studios. And uh, I, I basically played the role, you know, the annoying little brother 
that wants to follow the older brother around everywhere all the time. Right. Well, that was me with my friends who, who worked at recording studios. And so they would uh, let me hang out. And, and this is uh, you know, for people who are, are hip to recording. This is back in the day of ADAP machines and that kind of thing. So it's, it's been a while, uh, but I got to hang out. I got to be a part of the process and I, I just fell in love with it, man. You know, I mean, the, the earliest recordings that I remember making were on, you know, little four track tape recorder and they sounded awful. They were super bad, but I just, it, to me, it was magical. I just, I, I loved it. And it's one of those, you know, I, I hope everybody experiences something in life where they do it and they're like, I want to keep doing that as long as I can. I hope everybody has that experience. And, and for me, the, the first time that I really got to record music, that was that for me. Right. <clears throat> so I was uh, looking at your records. I mean, albums that you put in Spotify. Uh, there are a few few albums there. Uh, what I really loved about them, you, I mean, although those are sort of worship music or like gospel music, but you really sure. you put a real uh, good rock spin to them. And I can, you know, I see that James Taylor, you know, those uh, folk influences coming out. Can you tell me a little bit about the al first album that you put out? Yeah. So the, the earliest album that is on um, those services is an album called God Quit. And, um, you know, I grew up actually, I'm a preacher's kid. So to any preacher's kids who are listening, what's up? Um, and, uh, you know, as I was writing the songs on that, I, I was in just kind of a place of, of rethinking things, you know, a lot in my life and in kind of. I was trying to figure out what role, if any, did I want spirituality to play in my life? Did I, what role did I want faith to play in my life? And, and one of the things I was looking at is if it's going to be a part of my life, I need to make it my own. I, I you know, I don't, I don't want in an inherited belief, you know, I, I want to, to kind of have, you know, my, my own um, thing here. And so as I was, there's, there's a lot of, for me, that was kind of an angst-ridden process. So it, it made sense for that to be reflected in, in the music. I mean, I think it's hard to struggle in a major key. You know, I, I think if you're, if you're going through, uh, you know, a hard time and you're trying to figure things out, it, you know, th there need to be some loud guitars and some loud drums. And um, you know, that's, that's really where God Quit came from is thematically me trying to figure out, you know, what do I believe and what do I want to believe? You know, what do I want to center my life on? And then that process of, of rethinking things that are really important. What, what does that sound like for me, you know, sonically? And, and that's kind of what came out the other end was that record. Right. Uh, there's this song called woman, God and rock and roll. <laughs> I really yes. love that song. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Thank you so much. Well, the, the fun thing about that song, is um, kind of it, it was my admitting to myself these are the three things that keep screwing up my life is um, you know every time you know I've got a woman every time I'm trying to figure something out with God and every time I get in a band it just it ruins my life I got to figure <laughs> something else out here right <clears throat> so you talk you you said that you you were a preacher's uh, kid so and uh, so so spirituality is a big part of your growing up uh, how did you made it your own that's a good question, man. Well, I think, you know, the funny thing about any form of faith, you know, no, no matter what someone believes in is you can't believe in something for someone else. You know, right. like, I think one of the things I, I had to come to is, you know, all faith is personal. You know, I mean, you, you, you believe whatever you believe, you know, you, you believe for yourself. And so I think, you know, for me, when you're a preacher's kid and 
I can't speak for all preacher's kids everywhere, but this was true for me, and I suspect it was true for other people, is there's a lot of opinions you're supposed to have, and there's a lot of things that you're, you know, supposed to, if not believe, to at least ascribe to, you know, I mean, like, if, if you think the idea of, like, reciting a creed, you know, like, you know, the, you know, as a creed begins, I believe in God the Father, maker of heaven and earth, right, um, and so you're, you're supposed to know these things, but that's, that's not the same as deciding for me personally, you know, this is what I, I think is true. This is, is what I think matters. And so one of the things that was going on in my life kind of as I was asking those questions and then writing songs about them is I had gotten involved as a volunteer working with people who were coming out of really tough circumstances in their lives. So that could be homelessness, that could be uh, long-term uh, incarceration, uh, imprisonment, that could be long-term substance abuse, but people where life had really not been kind and now they were trying to, to make a change. And what I, what I realized as I, and again, I was just, you know, volunteer doing that work at that point, but, but what I realized is stuff resonates with me, you know, kindness and mercy and compassion, you know, those things really resonate with me. And I, I want a life that, that is built on those. I'm not sure, you know, at that time, I, I wasn't sure exactly what that would look like, but, but to me, it's like, that's, that feels real to me, and I, I want a life that's built on those realities. Right, right. <clears throat> so you touched on the, <clears throat> the, about the people coming out of prison and addiction. So I know that you're working with the organization, The Bridge Chicago. Can you tell me a little bit about this organization? Sure, absolutely. So The Bridge Chicago uh, exists with a very, very simple mission, which is, if you've been through a rough time in your life and you're roughly speaking in the greater Chicago land area, which is a pretty big place, um, we'd love to help you get to the next phase of your life, whatever that might be. So if you've been experiencing homelessness in your life, we'd love to help you find a place to live and, and maybe a job to go with it. If you've been behind bars for the last few years and you're completing that sentence, we'd love to help you get situated in the next stage of your life. That you know, might include a place to live and a job and those kind of things. Uh, so I've been doing that work for about 13 years at this point, actually. Um, and but that's that's what we do. That's our focus. It's it's a faith based group, so it's it's a, a Christian group. But um, our desire is to is to help people just make a change in their lives and, and get to a place where um, they're doing better and they're feeling better and where um, things are working better for them. Right. So I, I've been listening to, uh, I actually subscribed to your podcast. The Actually, you have Bridge Podcast, you have Say That Podcast, and then the one I really like is the Bridge Loud radio show because you oh, play thanks, like... Man. <laughs> uh, I know that you actually choose all the songs that get gets played on Bridge Loud, right? So it's... it's right, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I really love that sort of some of the hard rock post grunge sound sort of songs that you put out. It's really good. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I'm delighted that you're listening. That's a huge honor. Yeah. I actually subscribe to it because <laughs> it's really pretty, pretty amazing. <clears throat> um, Thanks brother. So uh, Jed, so uh, with, you know, last couple of years, especially in the U S with the, with all the social media and all these chaotic things happening and um, people are so divided. And uh, what do you think should happen? Because it seems like everybody's 
so divided it happens everywhere even here so how can we bring people together you know that's a really really good question and it would take a much much smarter person than me to give a, a good answer but I, i can give you a what i think is true and and what i think is true is that um any place will do best any society any town any state any country will do best when um everyone's needs are met and when everyone's dignity is respected you know one of the things i was talking about kind of you know reinventing my faith and 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 you know figuring out what i actually believe and as a um, a quick reference i think one of the most important verses in the bible is one of the earliest verses in the bible where it says um that god created people in god's image um and i i think that that's really important because in in my faith tradition what that one of the implications of that is that every human being has dignity because they were created in the image of god and which means every human being should be respected they should be cherished they should be cared for and so i think that societies can have peace and i think that they can grow can grow great when we uh care for one another as being created in the image of god when we respect one another's dignity and when we make sure that no one is going hungry and that no one um is without a place to live and that no one is without um access to healthcare or clean water or the, the things that really mark uh, the requirements of life and the requirements of a dignified life which i think uh all human beings are owed right um <clears throat> one more song uh, jedi love from your tracks is uh, there's a song called god god don't let me quit right on right on can you tell me a little Thank bit so about much. that song i can and i'll tell you specifically about a friend of mine who's no longer with us who um in many ways was the person that that song is for so um i have a friend who has passed away a few years ago now named angel who had had a, a very rough time in life had been through a lot of struggles had 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 a number of years um uh and temptation and it makes total sense it is self pity is kind of that sense of is so tough and things are so and the reason why it's you know for almost anyone who's coming out of a rough time particularly addiction right now things are tough it it's it's not a lot of fun to be working on sobriety but the other side of it is if you start going down that sense of you know life is so tough and things are so hard one of the very next thoughts that's going to appear in your head is i need something to make me feel better and you know what would make me feel better is this drug or this drink or this pill or or whatever and so it's it's kind of they they say in in recovery circles that uh, self pity is kind of a, a a gateway to uh, a backslide so the the whole point of the song god don't let me quit is a really really honest prayer to god of i want to quit i feel, i feel sorry for my, myself I, i want to stop making positive changes my to 
uh, take that one next step. I need your help to, to keep going for one more day or one more hour or five more minutes. And so uh, that's, that's actually the point of that song. It's, and it's written specifically for my friends that are facing that hard work of addiction recovery. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, Jed, looking at all your collaborations, I, I see that you spend, you did a lot of uh, collaborations with artists from Asia, right? So, uh, when did you like first got involved with Asian artists? Uh, have you ever been to Asia? You know, I have not, unfortunately. I, I hope that when COVID is behind us, I hope that I am able to do that because right. at this point I, I have. Uh, quite a few dear friends that I would love to visit and see in person. But I would say there, there's basically uh, two people uh, that um, have, are, are dear friends and, and brothers to me. And so one is Ashen. And uh, through Ashen Sandaru, I've been able to, to meet, you know, a host of incredibly talented artists in uh, Sri Lanka and, and beyond. And uh, the other is my uh, friend, Brandon, who is better known as DJ Andon Rock. Um, and he is one of Malaysia's up-and-coming DJs. And uh, similarly, I, I met Brandon through Facebook, and, and we got to be friends, and we've, we've done a lot of music together. But I'm super blessed to have met um, a number of crazy talented folks throughout Malaysia and that area through uh, Brandon. But um, again, this is one of those weird moments where Facebook actually did something good in the world, <laughs> as opposed to making everything worse. So we, we got to celebrate the wins where we got them. Right. <laughs> so you talk about Brandon. So this is, uh, you actually have a duo with uh, Brandon, right? The Brave and the Bold. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I did that. I saw that remix you did on the Aerosmith song. I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. So the, the thing about Brandon is he's a total genius when it comes uh, to all kinds of things, but especially to dance music. So um, uh, we were talking, you know, a couple months ago and he said, you know, it's probably going to sound crazy, but I think, you know, we can take, I've, I've got this vocal track from this Aerosmith song and I've got this, this uh, EDM track and I think we could put them together. I think it'd be super cool. And so, well, you know, you know, let's try it. Let's get, let's give it a shot. And he was totally right. And it's super, super fun. And, and people have really enjoyed it. It's actually gotten a really cool response from folks. So um, it, it's a wild time, man. <laughs> so the remix track is called, I don't want to miss a white fang, right? <laughs> white flag or white uh a white flag. That's right. Yeah, because the um, the original Aerosmith song is "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing," and then the uh, the electronic music track is called "White Flag." Right, right. <clears throat> so, um, being a you know being a uh, sort of a faith based artist, you know the faith is a big part of you. Um, you're not. I see because I I feel that you're not uh, you're not afraid to put your music or your collaboration with artists that are sort of the uh, a good example is the the Malaysian band Sinus or Takikadia I think it's called that you, they yeah. actually use your lyrics for their song which is like a sort of a metal song metal core song yeah yeah so you, how do you sort of choose who you collaborate with or you're open you don't you don't you're not worried about like you know I'm a I, maybe this is not good for my sort of image or maybe it's some, something because uh, because you, you maybe you <laughs> you know what with what you do with your ministry sure. and everything. 
It's a cool question, man. So sinus tachycardia um, is a bunch of really talented dudes in Malaysia, and especially my friend Aldo um, is kind of, the, he's, um, I think probably could be said to be the band leader. He's a brilliant guy. He's a great songwriter. He's actually an amazing filmmaker. Um, as good of a musician as he is, he's a really good musician. He's an incredible filmmaker, really, really talented. Um, what I would say is I think that art, good art of any kind, is always about expressing truth. Um, that's, that's what art does. I think art of any kind, it exists to illuminate the human condition. It exists to help us understand something about what it means to be human and to live on this planet. And I don't think that people of faith ever need to be afraid of the truth. Um, you know, I mean, um, one could argue about, you know, whether the truth needs to be expressed using naughty words or not, but I don't think people of faith ever need to be afraid of the truth. And one thing that I've found is I think the vast majority of artists, whether they would share my faith tradition or not, I think the vast majority of artists believe that kindness is a good thing. Um, they believe that compassion is a good thing. And, um, that is that is great common ground to have. Um, uh, that is a, a fertile soil where I think all kinds of great collaborations can grow. Right. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> so because there's this notion that you know uh, metal is bad or metal is like you know satanic or something, right? You know. <laughs> sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know. I mean, it, it's one of these things that uh, where you know. The, the Christian scriptures, you know, um, contain all kinds of references. You know, I, I imagine, you know, the story of Jesus uh, driving people who were doing uncool things out of the church, you know, taking off his belt and, uh, you know, just, you know, saying, I've had enough and you're all out of here. That's pretty metal, man. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think, you know, if there was a music video for that moment, I think it would need to be like Pantera or something. Because uh, <laughs> I... Like, I don't think that you could queue up soft pop over Jesus driving people, you know, out of the, the church building. I just don't think it would work. So I, I think there's plenty about Jesus, especially that's pretty metal. Yeah, actually, what the, the scene you're describing is, uh, it reminds me the album cover of uh, Skid Row's Slave to the Grind. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sebastian Bach would definitely know what was up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I saw you. Good, good. You bring up Pantera. So I saw this Facebook post you recently uh, posted. Uh, you were looking for Southern metal. <laughs> did you find any good yes. Southern metal? <laughs> I did. In fact, I can pull it up and tell you because I got some amazing recommendations. The the band that's a long term favorite of mine, um, and I don't think they're together anymore, is called Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, and they're amazing. I mean, like, really, really epic. But let me pull that up. There were some there were some great great recommendations. Hell yeah is really good. Um, in in my opinion, I think they were awesome. Uh, one second, there we go. There's that post. Um, uh, my buddy James recommended to me. I hadn't heard them a band called Texas Hippie Coalition. Um, and man, they, they can cook. That's really, really good stuff. Um, let's see who, who else was on that list. Um, spirit box, really solid, really solid. Once nothing, uh, my friend Mel, who's an amazing musician in her own right for that matter. Uh, once nothing is great. Um, 
Bum, bum, bum. Who else? A Life Once Lost. My buddy Kyle is definitely right about that. And of course, he's also right that Every Time I Die has a lot of very good Southern style riffage right. uh, to them. And let's see. I think that was the highlight reel. I think that was the highlight reel. But yes, I, I got hooked up with all kinds of, but if you have a band to add to the list, I'm looking for more. So, uh, you know, <laughs> don't hold back. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, one more collaboration that you did, uh, I'm not sure what, why, how do you contribute it to him, but there's another person called Scott Grundy, a hip-hop artist, yes. right? So what's the yes, collaboration I, with him? So Scott is an artist uh, and a singer-songwriter from the Chicago area here, and Scott is this amazing, multi-talented person. He's, he's a really gifted songwriter, but he's a rapper, he's a singer, he's a songwriter, and to me... I think if you take the best parts of groups like Linkin Park or Limp Bizkit and combine it with um, my favorite stuff of Nirvana, um, and maybe some Alice in Chains, like that's that's kind of what what he does. And the way that I met Scott was uh, when we started doing the Bridge Loud. You know, one of the great things about radio, uh, I think one of the things that makes it still relevant in the 21st century is that radio is local. Um, you know, it, you are broadcasting to a local area. And so when I do radio stuff, it's important to me that I want to include people from that area because I think that makes it 10 times stronger. And so I was looking for, um, you know, artists in the Chicago area who I thought had a unique sound. And I connected with Scott and it's like, man, this guy, he has a really cool vibe. He's got a great sound. And one of the things about Scott that I discovered that was so impressive to me is not only is he a talented guy, but he's a really good hearted dude. Um, he's a dude who, um, you know, every other time I see him on online, he's trying to do a fundraiser for feeding hungry kids or for a homeless shelter or that kind of thing. And, you know, it is, it's a rare thing to find someone who has a ton of talent, but also has a great heart to go with it. And that's, to me, that's one of the things that makes Scott who he is. He's just, he's a great guy and a great artist. Right. <clears throat> um. I really loved what you, I mean, you've been working with Silence of Loud and um, also Ashen uh, did a solo uh, song. I, I really love that one about all of us cannot fail. Uh, oh, thank you. Can you tell me how that song uh, came to be? Absolutely. So totally randomly, um, a few years ago, uh, my wife, Hallie, who is amazing and wonderful, my favorite person in the world, um, she got the idea that we should learn to scuba dive. And um, I, I said, because I had no idea what was involved, I said, oh, sure, that sounds great. Um, it, it nearly killed me, but I made it through. Um, so we, we're, we're both scuba divers, which is it's super cool and, and super fun. But it also, it kind of sparked within me um, a... Uh, an interest in environmentalism and in environmental conservation that I I never really thought about before is something kind of magical about being underwater and looking at coral reefs and realizing this is this is an amazing thing you know we it, it would be good for us to to work together as a people and as a world uh, to to find a way to to preserve this so I I got the idea you know I mentioned earlier kind of writing songs with a particular focus. Like, you know, for folks who are in addiction recovery, as an example. And I started wondering, you know, could you do that with environmentalism in mind? And I got to connect about 
at this point, about a year and a half ago, with um, a person who's become a great friend uh, named Darshani De Silva, who's an environmental scientist and a very accomplished person. And I, I bugged Darshani relentlessly, and I said, do you think you could help me write some lyrics that would point young people in the right direction in terms of how to care for the environment. And, and to my great, great joy, she said, sure, we can do that. So we went back and forth and, and she helped uh, me and, and really she wrote them, but you know, we together we created these lyrics of, you know, here's what she would want young people to know about how to care for the environment. And then I, I put that to music. But when it came time to, you know, have someone sing it, you know, I, I felt like, you know, we need somebody who who A, believes in that who really that's important to them and then who really just they could put it out there i mean they could really just you know as, as they say go hard with that and ashen has such an incredible voice um he you know has an amazing heart and he cares about the planet and he cares about others and he has this killer killer voice so I asked him, would you be willing to, to do that? And he said, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And what was amazing is one of my favorite things in a long time is um, he went to uh, a studio uh, uh, called uh, Montage, which is run by our friend Chaturanga Ranadatta. Uh, it's kind of in, if I understand correctly, I think it's kind of Southeast Colombo. And, um, and Chaturanga is awesome. He's a great guy. He's a great engineer. And so they recorded these vocals and they sent it back to me. And not, not only had Ashen you know, done a great job with the vocal. He'd done these incredible harmonies. I mean, like the, the song that I sent him was here. And then what he sent me back was up here. And to me, like that's the most magical moment with any kind of artistic collaborations where something starts here and goes up to here. You know, I, I just, I love that. So that that's kind of how the song came about. So when we finished it up, you know, we, we made a little music video for it and, and uh, we uh, put it online and um, uh, it's kind of blown up. It's gone everywhere. It's been viewed a ton. But the, the key thing to me that was so fulfilling is seeing people kind of take segments out of the lyrics and say, yeah, this is me. This is what I'm about. This is what I want to be about. I, I want my friends to be about this. And that, I mean, that was the whole point was, was to give, you know, young people who who care about the environment and want to do something for it to, to give them uh, something that they could latch onto and be like, I identify with that. That's, that's the thing that I want to be about. So that, that's the story on that song. Right. <clears throat> uh, that's a, I mean, that's a great thing that, uh, you know, putting out such a relevant uh, message in a very, very cool song, you, you know, it's uh, it had an amazing video as well. <laughs> Thanks, Jenna. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, um, these days it's it's very uh, i think for young people especially the what's happening in the world is can be very confusing right so there's so much confusion sure. the messaging you hear this you hear that and you don't know what to how to decide what's your sure. message to them how to you know sort of how to figure out you know where to go or you know how do you make sense of the world that you're in right well i would offer two thoughts um and and they come from my faith tradition but they've been uh, very very helpful in in my life so the first one would be uh to love other people as you love yourself um that when you're not sure what else to do um that you try to do towards and for other people the thing that you would want people to do for you um if if you know if you're not sure what that would be, then we could even limit to say, if there's stuff that you know you wouldn't want someone doing to you, well, don't do that to somebody else. 
Right. Um, you know, that, I think that's that's the first part. And then I think the, the second part is figuring out how do I connect with something larger than myself? You know, one of the things that gets discussed a lot in addiction recovery circles like AA or Alcoholics Anonymous or, or NA is the idea of a higher power, um, you know, and um, I think that finding a way to connect with something that is bigger than, than you, um, you know, and figuring out what does it mean to uh, develop a relationship with something that is bigger than you and, and um, figuring out how to, how to be yourself in that relationship and how to be honest in that relationship. I think that's been an incredibly important thing in my life. Um, but I would say again, figuring out how do you love others well? How do you love them as yourself? How do you do towards them the way you would want somebody to do towards you? And to the extent that you can, and to the extent that it makes sense to you, I think now what to develop a relationship with a power to, that is how navigating the world that we find ourselves in. Right. <clears throat> so, Jet, can you tell me a little bit about the Bridge Podcast? I know that uh, you you also be part of it. You like three. There are three people who's doing it. So, what what sort of uh, topics did you do you discuss on the Bridge Podcast? Second, Shanna, could you ask another question one more time? Yeah, so I was asking about the Bridge Podcast. Can you tell me a little bit about what's what's uh, the message of Bridge Podcast? What sort of topics you discuss and who's in it? Sure. Sure, absolutely. So we have kind of things that names. So I'll tell you about bothago.com slash radio. Again, the bridgechicago.com slash radio. You can find pretty much all this stuff. But so uh, my colleague, Matt King, uh, who is the world's uh, greatest podcast everything. He's a brilliant guy. He's incredibly talented. Um, he is the person that really week in and week out makes both of the following programs. One of them is a, it's, if you think about like every Monday, if you had 20 minutes where the whole point was just to encourage you, like you're just asking, life is hard, the world's hard. And if you had 20 minutes, it was just meant to build you up and encourage you and give you, you know, positive and encouraging word. Um, that's what Matt puts together. And so it's usually a little bit of, of music. There's kind of a, um, a, a thought. You might, you might think of it almost as like a sermonette kind of thing. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of um, some scripture to chew on. Uh, but. but that's thing one, and I, I contribute a lot of music, is we make a show also called The Bridge that's specifically for folks who are currently behind bars, uh, who are currently in prison. So at least in the United States, if you, the vast majority of people who are in prison do not have any form of internet access. Um, and one of the few things that most prisoners have access to is radio, uh, like a, just a little handheld FM radio. And so... Um, I have been in, as a volunteer, I've been in a lot of prisons in the United States and, and prisons are really, really lonely places. Um, you know, it's, it, you feel um, they're, they're lonely places and they're very desperate places. And so 
the the point of the bridge radio show again for people who are behind bars is 30 minutes to give that specific audience some encouragement that they can go one more week that they can go one more day i mean the the interesting thing about about prison uh I've heard it said and I've seen it with my own eyes is that for a lot of guys, it's easy to get in a place where you just, you know, you sleep 14 hours a day because there's nothing else to do and you're depressed and this is just awful. It's just the worst time in your life. And and of course, not all facilities will let you do that, but, but, you know, plenty will. And the thing that we want people who are behind ours to know is forgotten you and will eventually be released and we're going to be here for you then too um that there is there is hope for your life uh, your life is not over and it's not going to be over and we are we are cheering you on today we're going to keep cheering you on tomorrow and we're going to be ready to keep cheering you on when you move on to the next phase of your life right <clears throat> so jet uh, what are you uh, any upcoming uh, releases what are you any collaborations you are currently working on that you can share with us Man, so there's a few things that I think are, are pretty exciting. So um, on the EDM front, uh, my friends, uh, of course, DJ Andon Rock, uh, Brandon Julius from Malaysia, and a, another really amazing uh, Malaysian producer and composer guy named uh, Galvin Patrick, uh, um, and then a singer, a very, very talented uh, young lady named Sharon. Um, they have a track that I've gotten to do a little bit with that's hopefully going to be coming out in the next few weeks uh, called Only Hope. And it's amazing. I was just listening to it earlier today. That's going to be super, super fun. And then um, hopefully, I would say in the next couple months, um, there's going to be a next track to do with the environment uh, that's going to be coming out. So that'll be cool. Uh, Certainly more details on that soon. Uh, And then um, I actually, I heard earlier today, I was chatting with one of the guitar players, my man, uh, Sachitra from Silence of Loud. Uh, They've got some new music in the works. Um, and um, hopefully I'll get to do something on that, uh, but they're very, very exciting stuff. So I, there's all kinds of future cool music coming any day now. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> so Jed, uh, what's your message to the viewers of the podcast? Well, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for uh, listening. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, you know, man, uh, we're just grateful for you. You know, I, I hope, I know it's a hard time in the world. I know it's, man, there's a lot, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure I speak for you, Shannon, when I say, you know, we love you. We're, we're grateful for you. We're grateful for you tuning in, um, you know, and sending good thoughts your way, sending good vibes, um, sending prayers your way, wh- whatever you prefer out of that trio, um, but, you know, sending all of it your way. Uh, keep your heads up. You know, um, I, I believe 2021 is going to be a better year than 2020 and little bit by little bit, we'll get there. Right. Right. <clears throat> uh, Jed, anybody you want to shout out to? Man, uh, it's, it's a long, long list, <laughs> but uh, shout out to all of my friends in Sri Lanka. 
a shout out to my friends in Malaysia, to my friends in Nigeria, to the whole uh, Bridge Chicago Admission USA community um, that is spread hither and yon, uh, my friends in UK and Scotland. Um, I love you all. I'm grateful for you all. And, uh, you know, thanks for being the amazing people that you are. <laughs> yeah, Jed. So uh, thank you for joining the podcast. I really uh, enjoy talking to you and uh, looking forward to all this great music that you put out. Uh, so. Uh, keep making great music and tell everyone how they can follow you or connect with you on uh, social media. Chana, thanks so much for having me, man. It has been such a treat. I'm so grateful and it's, I, I really appreciate it, man. Um, for folks to connect, there's a couple of great ways to do that. So um, I'll give you three links. The first is you can go to thebridgechicago.com slash radio. Again, thebridgechicago.com slash radio. And you can hear basically all of the radio and podcast stuff that I'm a part of. The second place that you can go is facebook.com slash thebridgechicago. Again, that's facebook.com slash thebridgechicago. Most of the media that I'm involved with will end up there in one way or another. And the last is I'd love to connect with you um, just personally. And you can find me at facebook.com slash Jed Brewer. Again, that's facebook.com slash Jed Brewer. Right. <clears throat> so thanks, Jed. Uh, have a great evening. Thank you for joining. Thank you. My pleasure, Janet, and I hope you have a great morning. Thank you.